And welcome to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, episode number 329. I am the Corey C. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. We're on the Apple and Google Podcast app, Spotify, YouTube, and so on. So support the show and tell every Tiger that you know. And we have a packed house today. Got a bunch of hoopers with me. Bunch of hoopers. I, I think uh, <laughs> I appreciate everybody on this show today grew up thinking they were going to the NBA at some point. <laughs> but that, that dream fizzled out for us all. So, so instead of playing basketball, we figured we'd come on the show and talk about it. So let's get to it. Ken Clark, BJ, and Mo Knows. What up, fellas? Yo, what's going on? What's, what's going on? on? What's up, Tiger Nation? Looking at the calendar, March is March. So what's synonymous with March, especially when we talk about sports and basketball? What word is synonymous with March? March Madness. Madness, baby. March Madness. It's that time of year. And uh, on Lynch Street, we have some madness going on with our basketball teams. We definitely want to take some time out to give them some props, give them some shout outs and really just talk about the season, reflect on the season and and kind of look forward. So uh, we already well, ladies first. We we know we're going to start with the ladies and this is nothing new. This is what they do. Every single year, I think this is the fourth straight regular season title. So let's give it up for the Lady Tigers. Four oh, straight. Four straight. Oh, oh. Mm. another oh. number one seed. Another number one seed. So shout out to Coach Reed, man. The goat. What up, what's Still where the rings was at. Where the rings was at. <laughs> this is where the rings was at. Athletic <laughs> with that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I, we, there was a video that just dropped. Ken Clark, I want you to talk about it. I know, I know, I just know Ken Ooh. Clark. I know how, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know how you felt about that video that dropped. Talk that about was dope, it, man. No, that was dope, man. Shout out to, you know, uh, the new media team in place at the university. Um, partnered with Coach Tamika Reed and, uh, man, it was, it was, I like that, man. It was, I, I love the, the content creators, man, that are able to grasp a lot of different pieces. And then you don't know what they're going to use. You don't know how they're going to use it, but then they'll come back. They'll, they'll play a little music they pull you into it. And then they flip to that. And it just kind of told a story all, all from one uh, setting. So I think it really capsule, you know, capsulated, um, uh, coach Tamika Reed, her staff and this great team that we've had a chance to witness all season, man. Dope video. Um, it was fire content, man. And I know, uh, I know she, she was proud of it. And, and I love the way it opened though, the intensity. Cause y'all know Coach yeah. Reed, she, hey, she's sweet as, she's sweet as apple pie, but boy, mm-hmm. when she be coaching, boy. Fire, ooh, boy. Ooh, ooh, I mean, a straight firecracker, man. And I, I mean, listen to that, that vet kid. That's what y'all, but I got to no, you good. I'm done. The Valley game that we just played at Valley. Who listened to that broadcast? Oh, yeah. You're talking about when she picked up, when, they, when you could hear her coaching. Could hear, it, was, it was like she was Mike. Oh, but yeah. It wasn't on yeah. purpose. <laughs> I love she it. getting pitch, man. I love it, though. Wait, where, where Tamika Reed from? Jack. Right here. Jack, Jack, baby. Right here. <laughs> she got that Jack Town Jewel, right? Yeah. Reed, don't, don't play. But, no, nah, that, that was dope. That was dope. So, let's talk about it. I mean, 17-1. and one. Uh, they can go unblemished, right? They they finally got us. But well, what do you got? What impressed you the most about this team? The bounce back. Just you know, you you slipped up and you lost one, and then reel off um, all of those wins afterwards in a dominating fashion. Mm-hmm. Man, I had to say how they got better and better. Like as the year got on, you saw different players on the team just progress, and you right. saw the confidence and. How you know this team is starting to build their own, you know, 
thing. Like, you, you know, some of the players that we had and we didn't depend on, they all gone. So I think at first we were trying to, you know, figure it out, see who was mm-hmm. going to step up and who was going to really be that person. So I think like, I feel like now they kind of just gelling and they building their own team and they, you know, figuring their way out. I agree with all that, man. I mean, I think BJ put it, put it well. I mean, when you, in the beginning of the season, when you had that kind of success, and you had the luxury of a Daisy Rogan and, a, you know, a Misha Williams holiday and you go into the NCAA tournament. You should have, we should have won that game, man. We should have beat, beat yeah. LSU. But then you have a Gerard Covington that's taken over, you know, that's supposed to elevate, bring in a Daphne and a, you know, Angel. And it's like, who's who? And you, that's what it felt like. Even we, even though we were winning some games at the beginning of the, uh, uh, of the season, we, we won against some, um, some, some, um, Power five, you know. Uh, I, I, we always do that in football, but here's my yeah, point. FBS, yeah. <laughs> power, five, five. <laughs> power five, group of five. But here's mm-hmm. the point. The point is, it's like the activity on the floor changed. We were turning the ball over a lot in the first part mm-hmm. of the season. It seems like after that loss, it's like, all right, we kind of got it over with. It felt like they were playing with the pressure of not wanting to lose, playing not to lose. And finally, when they did that, you know, Coach Migari was able to bring them back together, like Mo said, bounce back. And then now we got a more defined team. The roles are more right. defined. Mm. Covington right. is, I mean, you know, playing at a at a high clip, man. You, like, mm-hmm. Daphne White, and I not to not to get it, not to be too long winded, but that's what I what I took from it, man. Just they found their identity, and uh, it, it has shown over the past ten or so games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, they got you, back to. But yeah, I think they got back to first of all. You know, I think they just got nasty and just you know really got to the point where they were just playing hard. So I, I like what I saw from. Them. And that's to it be expected when you lose two players. Now think about this: we lost two players to the pros, right? Let's just—I don't think that's talked about that much. So a, a SWAC team and then a SWAC women's team, we lost two players off our team to the pros, right? To be clear, Misha Williams Holiday was drafted by the NAL, the fever of the WNBA, right? Correct. And Deja Rogan is currently killing it overseas oh, in Serbia. I mean, Ooh. she is if you see her number, she's putting up better numbers over there than she did in the SWAC, and we're talking about a SWAC <laughs> player of the year. She won SWAC. That's right. So to, for any program to lose two players to the pros, we talk about, you know, we don't rebuild, you reload. That's what mm-hmm. she did. She wouldn't reload. So she lost a lot. So you can imagine, like you said earlier, players trying to figure it out, figure the roles out. And then you had injuries and things of that nature. You start the season with certain players, and then you lose them. So I think it took a while for them to kind of figure it out. But the thing that's most impressive to me is the depth and the balance of this team because anybody can lead the team in scoring. You never know. One game yeah. is Covington, then it's Bowler, Daphne, Angel. Lucky can step up any day and lead the team in scoring. Yeah. Uh, Liz can get hot at any <laughs> any moment and lead the team in scoring. So that's probably the most impressive. Bowler, I mean, talk about stepping up her junior season. Bell, she ultimately led the team in scoring at 12.7. Bowler, uh, Bowler, man. Covington, who, you know, you talk about a, a fifth-year senior, right? That She did what she was supposed to do in, in terms of leading the team. And then, of course, uh, Daphne and Angel rebounding the ball. So talk a little bit about the newcomers in terms of replacing the two ladies that we lost to the pros. Um, definitely looking at Daphne White. Um, we know she sat out last year. But her development from the first game to the very end is two different players. We had someone who really had to kind of learn the system and really try to, you know, adjust adjust to the, the how Comforts plays her. 
Um, she's getting hit every play. She had to understand that the SWAC referees are not going to call fouls. She had to also <laughs> understand how she has to play tough and keep the ball high. And that was one thing I really loved about her. She's six five. Mm-hmm. She knows and understands that if she keeps it high, nobody in the SWAC can stop her. And then you right. got Angel Jackson, that's our rim protector. Um, mm-hmm. Very important that we have her because people oftentimes they try to go out in the paint. They want to get Daphne in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Then we take Daphne out. And now you got to face somebody possibly just as good in Angel Jackson. Um, also, that development of Tylen Bowler. Um, we had an injury in Crump. She went down, and we did not skip any. Like it, There was no drop-off at all. Bowler learned how to be a scorer in this league, yeah. and I look for her to be the swag offensive player of the year next year. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, this team is loaded, man. It's, it's, they're loaded with talent. Um, they are. I think you you hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, the development of these players that have come in, you know, like I said, we didn't really know. We knew what we, we were familiar with with Luckett and, and Covington. But Tillin Bowler, man, I am a fan of hers, bro. She is a baller. And I remember when we interviewed Costa Mika Reed. And she was she was she was very high on, on Bowler. And Bowler has not disappointed. She's a young and that's not hey, that's not hyperbole for Willie to say that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, with her, it's you know, not because I, I absolutely can't. We absolutely can expect her to be. I think she can be preseason player of the year, in my opinion. Just she's done enough. Ooh, I think she's the talent is there. She, yeah. it, I, I think mean, when you're on such a, a stacked team, sometimes you don't get the show. We saw it right. with football. Team. We talked about players who you know should be first team all swacking football, but you know how we we're so loaded that everybody had to get playing time. So I think it's the same with her. I don't want to say she's been held back. We're talking about a dandy dozen. On a loaded roster, we've been held back, right? So what happened was when you lose a crump for the season, now she has to step up into that role, and you just saw her growing. Could you just see her growing before your very eyes? Right. Right. Every game, man, she's gotten better. Like I said, we we all know the game, and then when you see a player who kind of like trying to find her own, you know, they they you know, I don't, I I I could do it. But do I overexert myself? And because you, you got a Martino, you got an Angel Jackson, you got a, you know what I'm saying, Daphne White, you got a Son of Lucky, you got a Gerard Cup. You know what I'm saying? When you, you know, what what do I do? And then toward the season, as, as the season goes on, it's like she's just like, look, I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, you go look at that game, man. And and just, uh, which game was that we were just, oh, the Valley game. You know, playing his Valley, it's, 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 it's still kind of close. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then right. people just like, all right, I'd have had enough of this. Mm-hmm. We got to go and get some separation around here, man. So I just thought that you know, a bowler, bowler, bowler's a baller, man. But that that's just one player, like you said, on a loaded roster, and we can go six, seven, eight, nine deep, you know, if we if we need to. So yeah. uh, no rebuild, we reload. So you know, that's that's a testament to Coach Reed and her staff and their ability to recruit top tier talent. Because to do it four years in a row, it speaks to the program. It's mm-hmm. not right. Now, I've always been a fan of Bowler. Mo will tell you in our group chat, I've been talking about her since a freshman. This is going to be her year. She's going to break out. She's going to break out. But the game, (laughs) for me, if you go back to that Texas game in the Coliseum where we were just struggling to put the ball in the hole, she led the team in scoring. I want to say she had over 20 points against a a power five. So that was kind of, for me, her coming out party, and she's been getting better and better ever since, definitely. Oh, yeah. All right. And, you know, we talked about the losses of this team. You know, of course, Amisha, as we said, and Deja, but I consider – uh, Maya Crump has a loss as well because she was a person who Major. was a, a Major all swag first team. I thought she would have been the leading scorer on this team 
right? But of course, she's been yeah. uh, sidelined due to injury. So losing a player like her, that's where that depth really, really starts to come into play. And not only her, if you really want to talk about it, if you really want to get down to it, this team also lost a Lamiracle Sims. We're talking about a, a, a player who started at power forward for most of the last season as well. So to replace her and not skip a beat. And then Mo, you remember this young lady by the name of D Hammer as well? D Hammer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Lost her. Hammer. A, a transfer who was on the team obviously didn't, it didn't play this season. So and we were talking early before the season. Like, I don't know how we're going to, you have so many players. I don't know how we're going to all get them in. So of course we started to lose players, but that depth really started to show itself. It worked itself out. It worked itself out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And when you look at losing those players, who who are some of the players in your mind who stepped up the most and uh, had probably the biggest improvement over the course of the season? Me first, I got to highlight Big Daphne. Like That's I just got to highlight her. I got to highlight her, man. The way she, I guess when I guess when she had some lofty expectations, I think coming in, and and I think Daphne just had to get um, her feet in the game and just get comfortable. And when she wants to be dominant, as you see, she. It says sometimes she just unbearable. She she can't you can't she's stop. A load. She's a load. She's just a load. And she and when she gets physical down there in that paint and she make up her mind that she wants to be dominant, I mean, good luck. I mean, she's been a double double machine. I mean, like on this last right. stretch, she's it's like it's almost you look up, definitely got ten points, ten rebounds, three mm-hmm. blocks. She you just feel her presence out there and mm-hmm. you know, and we're gonna go as she goes, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah, go. I'm gonna go with Dry Covington. Um, yeah, be my number two. Re- reason I would say that is because, you know, can't really say Angel, can't really say Daphne. In my opinion, because we didn't really see him play. You know, um, I know we did talk about Tina Bowler. <clears throat> you know, they got Deja Wooder. That's 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 a baller as well. But this team goes as Covington goes. Like I said, fifth year senior. Uh, I think towards the beginning of the season there was still some, you know, because Deja Rogan was the one. She was the ball handler. She was the one bringing the ball up the floor last season. So. Covington played a lot of minutes for Coach Tamika Reed and staff last year. Now she was the she's the primary point guard. She's primary ball handler. Her and Shana Luckett. Mm-hmm. But the point is, I think toward the beginning of the season, you know, when you're trying to figure things out, that leads to a lot of indecisive decisions, which could lead to some turnovers. Her turnover turnovers are down, assists are up, her points are up. And um you can see that toward the back end of the season, man. And I think she really stepped up and really really feel into that leadership role, man. And I'm telling you, this team goes as she goes. Now, it's not, you know, uh, the post players, your front your front court players are usually the ones. They, they depend on the guards to get the ball up, up, the, up the court. Mm-hmm. You know, you need your guards to get the ball to them, you know. But the guards that are handling the ball the majority of the game, if you can get set into the offense, you can get passes made without giving the ball away, that to me speaks to the type of team that you got. And I've seen her improve tremendously over the season. So I would say uh, Gerard Covington, if I had to, Daphne is great, but I, I would say from an improvement standpoint, stepped up the most, I would say Gerard Covington. Mm-hmm. 
Two, two things on those two before before you step in. So going back to Daphne, I think one reason why she was able to improve so much over the course of the season. Me personally, this is my thought. I don't I don't know if she was in shape when the season started. It seems like she started mm-hmm. to really get her win and really get back in, into the group thing. And you you caught you asked Coach Reed when we interviewed her prior to the season. You said, "Hey, is, you basically asked her, is Daphne still on the team because we hadn't really seen her all summer." Yep. So I don't, you know, I don't think she was on campus. I, I don't know, you know, but I, I don't think she was with the team for whatever reason. And we saw this last season with Amisha as well, getting married, right, and away from the team for a little bit. So it took her a little bit of time to kind of get back in the, in the groove. So I think the Daphne that we saw towards the end of the season is the real Daphne. And prior to that, she was just trying to get that conditioning. And then with Covenant, you talked about the things she's improved upon. One thing you didn't mention, that three-point shooting, though. Yeah, it's shooting. It's all part of Yeah, man. She's shooting the cup off that thing. Three point. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But more so decision-making for me, because y'all know me, man. I'm, I was, I'm a cerebral. I like the mental side of the game, and I, I think her, her decision-making has improved the most to me, you know, yeah. on top of everything else. Go ahead with She's yeah. our floor general. She's definitely the straw that stirs the cup. Um, she's definitely yeah. that player that if the game is on the line, we're going to Jariah. If we mm-hmm. need a three, we're going to Jariah. If we need a play to be set up, we're going to Jariah. So yep. she's definitely the captain of this ship. And, you know, we're gonna when we get to the NCAA tournament, I'm already speaking it, we're going to go as far as Jariah Covington takes mm-hmm. us. That's Kylan right. Bowler, we love her. She's young. She's a great, smooth player. Daphne White, she's a great post player. She's a presence. Her and Angel Jackson, they're both great presence in the post but you gotta have that guard that can take over a game and Jariah Covington she is that player for us she is the captain of this ship and we're gonna go as far as Jariah takes us mm-hmm. so I'll tell you just how deep this team is we're what about 15-20 minutes in and one name we haven't mentioned she's preseason defensive player of the year <laughs> we haven't Deja even mentioned Deja Wood I, 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 mean, I briefly mentioned I felt bad when I went through that first. that's why you hate mentioning names because you, yeah, yeah, you, you, you feel like you forgot somebody but she yeah. I'm going to say this to Deja Wood you know Deja Wood got a skill that I never had and she her ability <laughs> to dunk with two hands off two, off two feet I couldn't jump I couldn't jump over she the paper off two feet but I won from this season her, her, a dunk from Deja Wood that's the only thing that's I'm missing. still waiting on her to do it Oh man, we're gonna get it. Come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. We need you to go ahead and get that dunk for the season All right. over. All right. Yeah, but this team, num- the number one offensive and the number one defensive team in the SWAT. Impressive. So, you know, and I, we all play ball, I'm pretty sure, at some point, especially in high school, you heard your coach say offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. <laughs> but we're doing both. Coach Reed's doing both. She's selling tickets and with the defense, she's winning championships. So it's it's no uh surprise that the success of the team. Number one in margin of victory as well. Our scoring mm-hmm. opponents by double digits on average. So this team is really a juggernaut. Seventy-five and five in the past eighty SWAT games. Wow, that's I mean, wow, we're talking about some elite, Amazing. elite. That's the Amazing. that's the that's the seventy-two. The seventy-two. That's the what ninety-six Bulls. <laughs> and the, what, the, six, yes, the that's, that's, Warriors. That's, I don't want to say Warriors though, because they didn't finish the yeah, game. Yeah, that's. I mean, think about it. Yeah, that's Yeah. Man, yeah. it's hard to do that in any level, man. That's a I don't prime care what it is. Summit, mm-hmm. you know, any level. Yeah. Dominate. 20 and 8 overall. So, you know, we obviously we have the SWAC tournament coming up. We don't want to overlook that because, you know, like they say, any given Sunday, any given day, anything can happen. But we expect this team to win the SWAC and head back to the tournament. And, uh, you know, seeding, that's the thing I'm going to be looking at. Last season, we were the 14th seed. If we had, when we handle our business in the SWAC, 
what season do you expect? What do you think is fair? Because I, I feel that last season we were robbed of, of, of our deserving season. 14 is tip, is higher than typically what a SWAC team would receive, but I think it should have been a lot higher. So what 12. do you guys think realistically? 12. 12 no, we, did have a, a, we did have an in-conference loss this I mean, season, uh, but we upset a Power 5 team, which we didn't do last season. Well, okay. Yeah. I don't want to be biased because I, I like to look at the look at the similar teams that have similar. Um, you know, you look at the the rankings and the, the losses and you know all that. But I think we should be somewhere within where we were last year, somewhere between a like twelve and a fourteen. Oh, I'm being a little too. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I personally, the reason why I say that is, is that when you look at the number one team in the country. Then you look at the number two right. team in the country, and then you look at the number three team. It is a major drop off. Major drop off. I agree. From two to three, so you're gonna get some some. I'm talking about top twenty five in the country. So you're gonna see that back ten is gonna be. And I, I get it. You might get some 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 smaller schools that might have better records, but they may be ranked lower because of the strength of schedule. But um, right. Mo might be right with you know twelve, eleven range or something like that, twelve, thirteen, but. I mean, if we really want to be honest, I mean, I, I, it shouldn't be 11, man. And if you really want to get funky with it, a 10. You really could make a justification for it because we – yeah, we might have lost that one game. The, I remember that game. It's Prairie View, man. The referees were tripping. And they were tripping hard. But hard. when they give us that seating, though, they're not going to – They're not going to look at – so let's say you get through the tournament that you're going to be 23 and 8. You're gonna be yeah, 23 days. So you win three. You win three games. You go into the seating. Um, they're gonna look at power. You're gonna look at the strength of schedule. Look at the back to back to back. They're gonna look at also the question that I would ask is: Are there is there gonna be some serious consideration for the how they perform in the NCAA tournament last year? I think so. so. You have to. So you have to take that into you account. Factor that in. Yeah, I think that plays uh, a factor. I think that plays. I think that plays a factor. And we knocked off Texas Tech. That is a big bad. Beat them bad. That's what I'm saying. So you beat a Texas Tech. You beat a uh, – who else did we beat? There was a uh, Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette. Um, yeah. So my point is, yeah, you 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 make a yeah, case. Texas Tech on the road at that. Yeah. Man, give me an 11 seed, man. But I'll settle. You know, if, if you give me 12, I ain't going to be mad about it. But if you put us at 14, I'm going to be hot. Anything more than 12 is disrespectful. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Twelve mm-hmm. is the ceiling for that right there. But we'll take anything mm-hmm. lower. I don't see us getting in single digits. Maybe if we sweep the mm-hmm. table and we win mm-hmm. one more game. But we had a murderous row for a schedule, though. Even though we won two games, we had what UNC, we had UCLA, we had UT. Right. Come on, y'all. Let's be real, man. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Cole. No, that's it. That's it. I was just one. I wanted to get your opinions on that, but only time will tell. But I think uh, I think we've shown enough, especially if you go back to last season. Granted, we lost some players, but we again we didn't skip a beat. You know, we had one blemish on on the season in swag play, but I think uh, the world knows that this team is legit. So I think that will, will play. Uh, two, one thing I do want to add: it's difficult to play a whole season being a hunted. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't have no no right. bad. They, they, they were hunted the entire season, and they right. still are. They still got to get through the tournament. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. So, no doubt. We'll see. No doubt. All right, we'll see. All right, we'll see. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so let's move it right along. We got to talk about the man. All right. Let's let's Coach Mo Williams. Peanut. Coach Mo. <laughs> All right. 12 and 6 Yo. in conference play. Number three seed. Uh, so, you know, let's talk about it. This has been a topic of discussion, uh, you know, for, first of all, it's first year. I know in the message boards and the group chats and things like that, we, you know, uh, fans go kind of back and forth. I know one thing that a lot of fans look at, the Valley loss at home. But, BJ, I know you like to put things in perspective. You're, you're like that that sensible, calming voice that kind of calms everybody down. So I thought you brought up a good point when you just talked about, you know, just kind of the overall season. You talked about, you know, losing the game to Valley, although, you know, you, that's a tough loss, but it happens. It's basketball. So just kind of give us your perspective on the, the overall season. I mean, I feel like, you know, if you ever talk to someone that played a whole basketball season, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have some losses in there. Whether, you know, you want to like them or not, they're going to come. You see it on all levels. I mean, the swag level, the power five level, you see upsets. You have, you know, letdowns. So, I mean, for me, it's all about being consistent. And um, and pretty much you want to go into the tournament playing your best ball, mm-hmm. which we are. I think we won with seven of our last eight. You know, with, you know, of course, that one loss was to all corner home, which was a sour loss as well. But mm. even with that, I told people, like, you know, we split with all corn. All corn was the best team in the conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they earned it. They proved it. But I, we also went and beat them on their floor, and they came to Jackson mm-hmm. and beat us on our floor. So that's, that's had to come back part to of it. But I, I like the way the team progressed. I like the way our team has been resilient. We've, you know, had some things not necessarily to go our way, but they coached and they kept fighting. And I, I like the way we, we progressing in year one. Ken Clark, I know for you, um, I mean, I want to speak for you, but I can imagine, you know, you talk about Mo, that's a personal relationship going back to, you know, yeah. you know, first grade yeah. or, you know, kindergarten or whatever. Yeah, so we back to elementary, man. Like, okay, elementary, there you go. So man, Playing Coach K basketball on Sega, man. Okay, there you go. There you go. In the living room, right, with each other. So for you, I know, you know, you, you have to call it like it is, but at the same time, that's your friend. So just take the friendship out of it. Just, just be one. Oh, yeah. Like, what, like oh, yeah. what do you um, – what's your take on the season, Coach Moses? Man, honestly, I thought the season went about as – outside the Valley loss. Valley loss was a black eye for the season. It, it was. and But no, no disrespect to Valley, but it is what it is. Um First season, though, this is what I look at. Mm-hmm. I look at what he did last year at Alabama State. I look at what Alabama State did this year. You see what I'm saying? Um, then you look at the fact that he's 12-6 and six in conference play. Man, we had a brutal non-conference schedule. We, we did. We did. I now, think I that was intentional. It was brutal, man. So here's the other thing I'll say about that. Uh, even with that being said, there was some turnover in, in the midst of the season. So we had you start the season with your two best scores uh, being, you know, Trace uh, Trace Young, and then you have Gabe yeah. Watson, who's no longer with the squad. So this is what you got to ask yourself: if you if two of your best players is no longer on the team, and you don't finish the season with those players, what was happening in the beginning of the season? that led to that decision. You get what I'm saying? So could it be that some of those circumstances that we're not privy to know, we're not speaking on that, the coaching 
Coach, Coach Mo and his staff knows, the team knows. And then there was some injuries. We had some players that we were high on when we did the recruiting show mm-hmm. that didn't even see the court this year, just due to injuries, you know. Um, Keontae Cornelius, I think, is one of the players that I was really hoping to see hit the field. I don't think he saw the – not hit the field, hit the court. Yeah, he didn't, uh, I don't think he hit the court the whole season. Um, Jamie Mitchell. Jamie Mitchell started the season off playing well for us. Get an injury. Hey, man, you go into a situation where now there's been some turnover. But let me say this right here, though. Shout out to Coach Mo and his staff and his team because after those changes were made, whatever that was and whatever, whatever, for whatever reason, it looks like the team bought into what he was preaching and what he was selling, and the results showed. So I really think the way we ended this season was about as best that we – it was enjoyable to watch Jack State basketball. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure there was some um, some, plates, some some areas in which he would definitely like to see the improvement. Uh thought our guard play, decision-making, scoring. Uh, we saw some players elevate. And uh, I think he did well for his first year, man. I mean, when you, you dealt with some adversity, you got the pressure of being at home, right? You get what I'm saying? And um, I thought he did a really good job. But, I mean, if you really just want to take the non-conference schedule off, 12 and 6, and then to finish third in the conference, mm-hmm. that's that's the key, third in the conference. So kudos to him, man. Impressive year one, man, because it could have went way worse than that. You lose your two best players and you elevate. Just to piggyback off of Ken, this was definitely a, a, a season that showed that pressure produces diamonds. Um, this team dealt with a lot of adversity. When you lose a Gabe Watson, who's supposed to lead you in scoring, you lose a Trace Young, who's an NBA prospect. He's 6'8", and he's a small forward, which doesn't happen in the swag often. He can jump out the gym, and he can shoot the three. When you lose those two guys, a lot of teams would have quit. A hmm. lot of teams would have packed their bags, and we would have. they would have just said, hey, we'll try it again next season. Just to finish third and finish in that top four and be able to host a home game in the SWAC tournament, that says a lot. My hat goes off to Coach Mo Williams. Uh, he played pretty much the last 15 games. He was shorthanded. Mm-hmm. You, yep. you lose basically all your wing players. We, we went from being one of the tallest teams in the SWAC to one of the shortest teams in the SWAC. You go from starting 6'2", 6'7", 6'6", 6869 to being 510 63 So we we played kind of at right. a disadvantage, but it also showed that coach coach Mo can coach. It showed yep. that he can coach. This is not just a hobby. He showed that he's for real about this. Because listen, if you watch these last, particularly the last 10 games, he yep. had to coach. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That, he wasn't out talenting nobody. We did not out talent anybody. We did not out talent anybody. Let me say it one more time. We did not out talent nobody. He had to do some coaching. It was good to see some set plays on offense. It was good to see some in-game adjustments on defense. And my hat is off to him. He showed that he's not just a name. He can co- he can actually coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, shout yeah, out to the development yeah. of Manziel and actually having post players. Great points, man. Romel Manziel. I, I thought he improved throughout the course of the season. Uh, who are your players who kind of, especially when you lose those two guys that we mentioned earlier, who are those players who stepped up the most for this team? 
I want to shout out somebody that um the last few games he um has really kind of showed up and he didn't play a lot coming into the season. You really he's really only started playing. I want to say maybe the last two or three games, and that's um Jelani Bell. Like mm-hmm. I, I, we 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 have we have been we've had to go so deep into our bench. Yeah, and I know when he comes when he checks into most games, people are like probably who is that? Mm-hmm. That's and true. He, I, I got a few texts. Who is that? Like, like if you haven't been around the program, if you don't really know, you probably have no idea who he is. But he came in, he showed up. I mean, he hadn't been, you know. So some people get in the game that ain't played all year. You can see their eyes get big, but the moment they've been too big, he's been in some close games and it made and took shots, big shots, and it made them. So that's who I want to shout out, man. I know that's somebody that people probably wouldn't even expect to take and make those shots, but he's done it. And shout out to yeah. Mo for even them having the confidence to even go to him, you know, to even having that, you know, he must have seen some, you know, in practice, just be like, okay, I can trust him in this moment. And so shout out to them too for, for getting them ready. Yeah, right out of Ridgeland, man. Ridgeland been uh, Ridgeland been good to us. Ridgeland and Mad- <laughs> Madison Central been in, in, in multiple sports. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. No doubt, no doubt. And then let's yeah. talk about this point guard position because I think oh, early oh, on, I, want, yeah. I wanted to hear what Mo had. I thought Mo, yeah. was, I thought Mo was gonna send somebody. Out. I, I got to pull something out of my bag real quick. We don't win these last three games without Zeke Cook. Not so, on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. I don't have to go because he gave me my choice. So I'm gonna just let Willie rock okay. out. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, Mo. <laughs> yeah, Zeke. No doubt in my mind is the top defender on this team. He is oh, the guy. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He can play some offense, but we have to have him on defense in order for us to be successful. Mm. The last couple of years, we had to have McKinnis on defense. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's a little bit different to have to have a stretch forward, somebody that can go out on the actual wing mm. and guard yeah, the other versatile. team's best offensive player. And he's really, really good at it. Mm. He had Dawson looking lost at the end of the game last week. Dawes, the number one offensive player in the swag, looked lost and didn't want to have nothing to do with Zeke. <laughs> and that was he a great was adjustment for my first switch. game against them, too. I, yes. I got to throw that right. in. That's a great adjustment because he right. gave me the first time out. Yeah, and, I want to say Colty had him, I want to say, a lot that first game. I can't remember. It might have been Ken. It was Colty one of them. and Ken. And, and, and we had to go a little bit bigger. Yeah. I mean, Zeke, even versus Prairie View the last time we played them, he had to get on their big guard, and he slowed him down. Um, and, and, you know, he's the guy. He's a glue guy. He's definitely the guy that I would call the glue, particularly on defense. And he's had some big rebounds, and he's yeah. an undersized forward. Yeah. He's only 6'5". Offensive rebounder. Yeah. Yes. Right. Some huge rebound. Yeah, dog. Junkyard so dog. So, I definitely, you know, I know he's not a guy that's going to go out there and give you 20 a game, but I want to give him a shout-out for doing the dirty work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. And of course, we relied uh, we relied heavily on a couple of the holdovers. We've mentioned their their names, but let's get in a little bit more in depth. A couple of holdovers from last year's team, uh, Colty and Ken, uh, two of the top uh, scorers on the team. Ken, yep. of course, he started a lot for us last season under Coach Brent, but Colty he made a big leap this year. His he did. Season. He wasn't did. a starter right away, but once he was inserted into the starting lineup, there was no turning back. So Colty, Young, Ken as well, but Colty has been huge for us and the leading scorer on the team. So. Two things that Colty provides that I think is uh gives him a an edge. Number one, he's a lefty. 
it's extremely hard to defend left-handed shooters for one, because mm-hmm. uh, they just they're releasing the ball from a different vantage point um, than most. Number two, he's a three-point threat, and that was one of the questions I had, you know, for Coach Mo when we had him on Tiger Talk. Just you know, the game has changed so much with the three ball, you know, and uh, right. I love the fact that it's also his confidence. Maybe that Alcorn game at the beginning of the season when he won that thing for us, you know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe that set his confidence for the rest of the season. But the reality of it is, he ain't he ain't saw a shot that he didn't think was a good shot. He don't like. If he <laughs> he don't let he that thing go, man. So you gotta have that. You do. That's yeah. what I'm saying. To Corey's point, though, the big leap. The big leap, man, sometimes you be like, you can be so far here, and then you get that opportunity, you don't know if, eh, I don't know if I should really let my personality out and just let that thing go. You can tell that the coaches told him, like, look, if you got mm-hmm. it, you shoot, shoot it. it. If you see it, you let it go. Right. And that's a that's a testament to the confidence and what he's done in practice and what Coach Mo has seen in him. And, and you know, Ken, for sure, you know, Ken is uh, – is a staple on offense. You know, we we know what we're gonna get with Ken Evans. You know, he's a baller. Uh, but Colty is that guy that you gotta win number four at. <laughs> you gotta look at right, him. Look him. Hey, if he slip hey. you, yeah. All right. The back off the end. You're right. Have, do you see oh. when we play teams how yep. the people know where Colty is? Like I, that's like mm-hmm. some of the things that I watch Scott when we play teams. It, it is. Like, you got people for really him. they 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 find out where Colty is. They point. They looking. Because, you know, like you said, the three ball is such a big part of the game. You got to defend the yep. three. So, like, I really watch teams and how they just, you know, even when he comes off those screens, they point and they communicating a lot because mm. he's that one big threat for us that people, of course, like I said, the other coaches get paid too. So, you know, that was a, <laughs> something I wanted to piggyback off what Ken said. But that's well, the compliment well, that I have to have with Mo is that he didn't – even when teams game plan for coaching – they they run them off screens. They don't just let him be stationary and let teams mm-hmm. just focus on him. Yeah. They move him around. He cuts. And don't get it twisted. He ain't just a shooter. We've seen him dunk a couple of times. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is something I want to see him do more because he's so big and strong. Like, yeah, he's strong. He's a strong, yeah. he's he's strong, big, strong boy. So I want to see him with two. Get up on him. I was going to throw in there that he's such a under – Value rebounder, man. He's a he great is. rebounder, too. And that's where the physicality come in. I don't know if Mo was going to say that. I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, man. Go ahead. I mean, Colton, no doubt about it, he's learned how to be a scorer. And one thing that I've seen in his game the last couple of games that you guys might not have picked up on, he's making his free throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's making mm-hmm. his free throws. Yep. And, hey, my hat goes off to him because he wasn't the best free throw shooter coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Mm. He was in the 40s in one game. He's like, man, he, right. must, you know, he ain't take a whole lot of them. But he started off shaky in, from the free throw line. So that's a good point. Good point, Mo. Yep. And I, last but not least, I want to talk about this point guard position. Early on in the season, it was kind of unsettled. There was some shuffling. Uh, Chase had it. Uh, we went to Ken for a minute. We even went to our, our true freshman, Dandy Dozen out of Callaway. What up, Zoe? <laughs> Mr. Hunt. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when the dust settled, it's, it's kind of – Chase Adams settling in at that position. So talk about that that position and Chase Adams. Well, I think point guard is a position that we we really looked at because anytime you look at your coach and your coach your coach is an NBA guard, yeah. you kind of think like, okay, what our guards gonna look like? And you know, Chase he kind of started the season and it seemed like he was trying to find his way a little bit. 
So that was like, okay, let's go with this freshman. This freshman, you know, he's aggressive. He don't mind shooting. He don't mind, you know, getting dirty. He don't mind defending people. And then, you know, we had Keontae Cornelius for a game or two. Um, and then we went back to Chase. So I think with Chase, this has kind of been a year that he's kind of had to try to find his way. But I will say this, in the last 10 games, he became that guard that handles the ball at the end of the, at the end of the game. And he's that guard that gets us in our sets and he's hit some big shots down the stretch. I mean, there was a game or two where we didn't win that game if Chase didn't penetrate at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't beat Texas Southern right. that last time without Chase. You know, and, and Chase has also found a way to play some defense and get some steals for us. Um, and he's knocked down some, some very crucial free throws. Mm-hmm. I mean, your point guard has to be able to hit those free throws down the stretch and your point guard has to be able to take care of the ball at the end of the game. And that's something that Chase has developed and really turned into that guy in the last 10 games. I think when, um, you know, when you go back to the UAPB game, right, that game could have easily got out of control. You know, matter of fact, they t- they had a lead for the most part of the first All part right. of the game. Uh, when it was – you felt like it was going to get out of control, Chase came and made some really – critical shots man even hit that deep ball and i like what you said with but i'm gonna compare chase chase's importance to this team is just as is the exact same importance as gerard coverton that we mentioned this team will go as far as chase adams uh lead, leads it mm. you know and and i, I mean that because like you said it's it's a lot of pressure that's a great point man given that your coach was an nba point guard right and right. <laughs> so you know, he brought you in. He obviously saw something in him that, um, you know, that he felt like he wanted on his team. Great leader. You know what I mean? Um, the only thing, like I said, that I would I would add to it is just going into the tournament. You know, what team we're going to show and put on the floor is going to be determined by what number 10 do. You know what I mean? So uh, Chase Adams is a, is a critical uh, piece to this team. And, you know, I, I you know, we got high expectations and hopes for him and, um like you said, he does a little bit of everything, uh, whether it's defense, whether it's getting steals, free throws, three-point ball. But I would say he's probably – I'm going to go out on a whim and say he's probably the best mid-range shooter on the team. Easily. The ability to step in the three-point line and shoot that 15 to 18-footer, that's round, That's his sweet spot. The little float game, 10 to 15 feet from the basket, that's his sweet spot. So um, – yeah, man. We'll see how we finish. But, you know, like the kid a lot. Uh, Chi-Town kid, by the way, man. Tough kid, man. So, uh, shout out to Chase Adams. And I'm gonna, um, just to piggyback off of Ken just for a second, I'm going to bring up the Bethune-Cookman game when we played in Daytona. That oh, game yeah. is a reflection as to what he can do and how good we are when he's on. Chase went 8 of 11 mm-hmm. from the field, 3 or 4 from three-point range, Two mm-hmm. or three from the free throw line, twenty-one points. We win by thirty. <laughs> the first time we played Bethune Cookman, we only won by four. Yeah. He gets on, we win by thirty. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna leave it alone. And he just to piggyback off that too, I feel like, like you said, I feel like we are our best when he's aggressive, taking care of the ball, and he's engaged. I feel like that's our best team. But when Chase yeah. is kind of when he when he's kind of you know sometimes he you see him out there and he out there but he don't have his fingerprint he just don't have his like it's like he's just waiting but when you see him aggressive and he 
he's running the show, that's when I feel like we're at our best. And I feel like everybody yeah. else feeds off him and the offense just flows better. Yeah. I feel like when he's a threat and teams have to worry yeah, about him, it just it just opens up the whole floor for everybody. And we mm-hmm. just become a better team. Right. I'll say this and then we'll end it uh, regarding Chase. If you watch any of those broadcasts on HBCU Go with the legendary Charlie Neal, Chase Adams has won Charlie and his cohorts over, right? Because when they're talking about who should have the ball down the stretch when it's a big play game on the line, when they say, okay, when there's a timeout and, uh, you know, we're drawing up a play and they say, well, you know, what do you think uh, Coach Mo should do? Well, then they say, get the ball in Chase Adams' hands. <laughs> right, I know you guys already get the ball in the chase Adam Hayes, so they trust him. Obviously, Coach Mo trusts him. So uh, we're looking forward to see what this team can do in the tournament. Of course, the women as well. So we'll reconvene after the tournament to recap it and talk about the big dance because we know we'll be in the big dance. Hopefully, we'll have two teams in the big dance, but we know at least one will be in the big dance. That's the expectation, man. I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm I plan on getting there to. I'm going to Birmingham on uh the Saturday, Championship Saturday. I ain't gonna miss it this year. I'll be there, man. So I, I really will I really hope that we can get both teams to to get to the tournament. The tournament is a crapshoot, man. Mm-hmm. You have one bad game and it's over yeah. with. You know, so uh in the, in the swag you, you you it's win or go home. Point blank period. You have to win it in order to get to punch that ticket. We don't have the luxury. So we don't want to see the season end for either team. So let's go ahead and win it. Let's win that chip, man. No doubt. No right. Doubt. Like right. I said, the, the most important game is the next game. Let's try to get the first one against PV, I believe that's who we have. So let's try to get that first one. And then, like I said, we get by that first game, it's, like you say, anything can happen. Women got Grambling first game, so that's go ahead and knock them off. 530. Wednesday at 530, and then the fellas uh be Thursday at 2 p.m. Thursday at 2 p.m. Mm, okay. I just want to give this quick shout out. Shout out to the baseball team. They're living in two. Shout out Nine to straight. Them. Nine straight. Living in two. Nine shout out to Coach down. Omar. No doubt. Hey, we're gonna have to get some baseball players on here, man. I want I want we need to interview Jojo Smiley with a cool name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Balling, man. <laughs> shout out Wait to Ty Hill too, man. So waiting on Mo to make that happen. No problem. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> All right. All right, fellas. Hey, as always, go Tigers. Do y'all love? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Definitely.